Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. U.S. Senator John Fetterman is a couple weeks into inpatient treatment for clinical depression. But this time of year, after months of cold and gray weather, it's not that uncommon to feel not your best anywhere here in the Berg. So whether it's seasonal effectiveness or a deeper problem, how do you tell? And how do you help someone who's reached out to you for support? It's Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Chris Michaels is the CEO of NAMI Keystone PA. They're the local chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So, Chris, I want to start with the news of the day, which is that Senator John Fetterman has been hospitalized for clinical depression. He's been really public with his struggles with depression before, and I feel like we've all seen aspects of it play out on the news. Um, Can you talk about, like, what sort of stigma can be associated with being so open about something like this? Yes. I mean, it's I mean, there's already uh, colleagues of his thinking that he should return to to his job to the Senate. And this is on the grand stage. He has stature and everything. And it's the same for someone who's just a local worker. It, it's the same. It has the same impact. And that's that people, the stigma is then that you can't do your job or you're not something not right about you. You're like sickly, you can't function or you shouldn't be there. And it, it stigma becomes discrimination in terms yeah. of, of what happens when 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 you're stigmatized, typically you're discriminated against. Is it helpful to have someone like Senator Fetterman to look to as an example of a way to approach this, you know, in the work that you do to be able to say, you know, if someone like him can do it, we're hopeful that you could consider it as well? Exactly. But, I mean, I couldn't. So you said what I would, was going to say. <laughs> I mean, he, he did. He set a wonderful example for everyday people out there. And I think it's more powerful than any piece of legislation he might have proposed. I mean, in terms of anything anti-stigma, that those actions, those public actions raise people's awareness. How many millions of people watched the news and saw it? Yeah. Very powerful, very, very powerful example he sent. What would you suggest to anyone who maybe watched that example and, you know, feels like maybe it hits a little close to home? Maybe it's something that they've experienced or, you know, there's a nugget of truth to their life as well. You know, what should they do? What kind of supports are out there? What kind of step can you take? When people ask us that, the very first thing is tell somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and when we suggest to you tell, if you're a church person and 
you're, you have a close relationship there, tell the person there. Tell your minister or priest. Just get the message out. Yeah, they'll, you know, at least once you say it to somebody, then it's easier to say it to the next person. Yeah. Your primary care physician, they could be very helpful to you. Somebody that you you would confide something about your physical health care. Yeah. You know, if you had cancer, you might want to talk to your priest if, or, or your primary care physician. I mean, you would have a conversation. But I think that it's important for people to know that depression and other other mental illnesses are highly treatable. You don't have to go inpatient necessarily. There, you know, a lot of times you seek out a therapist and then maybe a psychiatrist, you know, or psychologist. But if you need medication, then you're talking to a physician. Mm -hmm. And ideally, that should be a psychiatrist. But primary care physicians, I think, prescribe the majority of antidepressants in, in this country. So, which is, that's fine. That's fine with us, you know, <laughs> just as long as you're getting, you know, you're getting care. And the help you, you know. need. But it is, it is highly treatable. I mean, there's, there's, it's very, very common. And, uh, and, you know, you, you're working with people that are on antidepressants. Everybody is. And, but you don't know it. People are functioning. They have a therapist. They take an antidepressant. And they get up and go to work every day, and nobody really knows that that that's going on unless they talk about it, you know. So exactly. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So that's all clinical depression. Um, but I feel like a lot of us here in Pittsburgh especially have been feeling that thing that happens every January and February with this cumulative effect of so many months in gray weather just sort of weighs on everybody. Then we get that first hit of 70 degrees and sunshine. And it's just like, what is happening? Why do I feel so different all of a sudden? How do you tell the difference between what you're feeling is like malaise and seasonal versus clinical? Well. True seasonal affective disorder, it's a it's a type of depression, and it follows a cycle of it begins in fall and lasts through like till March, and and a lot of people are in that cycle. How does that science work? That you know cycle because you know like thinking of springtime for example, we suddenly get all this rain, and then a lot of us are feeling climate anxiety. It just all feels like a lot sometimes. 
Well, I think everything feels like a lot right now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's we're 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 a stressed out society. I mean, we we're at our max in terms of of stress and and preach, Chris. You know, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 true, and it's a lot of it is the aftermath of the pandemic. The pandemic was like a disaster, and the, and the the psychology with a disaster. We're following a, a similar pattern with the, from the pandemic. I mean, it's we're in a mental health pandemic, basically. But there are ways to handle all that. Well, and yeah. it's, you know, the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize that you're in it, that you have to recognize that you're stressed. And a lot of times people don't. They just keep going and they don't have a sense that they're stressed out. They're anxious. They can't basically name it. Yeah. They can't put a name on it. If you can identify it, then you can you can deal with it, you know, prevent it. So what is your advice then? You know, if someone has made that step, come forward and said, I do think I need some kind of accommodation. I need some kind of treatment. Um, I need help. What how can we support our neighbors and help destigmatize whether it's coming professionally, personally, family, neighbor? Sure. What can we do? Oh, I think, first of all, have an awareness and listen, don't feel like you have to give solutions to people and obviously don't judge them. Encourage them. Be supportive. You know, if it's somebody that, that needs to go to an appointment, they tra- they need transportation or they need somebody to watch your kids. There's always all these little obstacles that make it hard to go take care of yourself. And if you have a good friend or a good neighbor that's supportive, they can help you to remove all those obstacles so you can get to therapy or you can, you know, get to the doctors. And again, I can't say talk about it enough. We at NAMI, we basically do that for a living. I mean, that's we talk about it. We talk about what it's like to, you know, be dealing with depression and anxiety. I deal with depression and anxiety. The pandemic was was I had a really hard time during the pandemic and the lockdown needed a medication increase. I had physical problem, health problems. And so did my other family members. And so our house was like really sad. (laughs) It was a really sad place. And, but, you know, we, 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 we got through it, but, but I, I, I learned to talk about it. And I mean, I'm, I'm the executive director of the organization and I have a staff of people and it was meaningful to them that I was able to tell them. And I was able to talk about it with them. And and so that opened the door for everybody to talk about how they were dealing with it. Don't be scared. So, just talk. Yeah. Just, yes, it's not going to be the end of the world. And in fact, if you're it, it, right now, if you're if you're running a company or you're supervising a team of people and there's a gap between employees, how they think their company and their leaders view mental health. And how the the leadership does. Leadership thinks they're they're meeting the needs of their employees and that they're communicating, understanding, and that. But the but the employees don't feel that. The employees don't have. That's not what the employees think. But if someone in leadership can talk about experiencing the same problems and getting treatment for, like we're talking about depression, they're getting treatment for depression and anxiety. And they and the this particularly the CEO or you know or a US senator. Man, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's my point. Yes. It, that is to that that's a very, very strong uh, message 
that people hear and see and experience it as an employee. You know, our, our leader, our company really cares about us. Yeah. Chris, thank you for sharing all this with CityCast Pittsburgh. Thank you. A little more news before you go. At CityCast Pittsburgh, we firmly believe that everybody should be like our local transit infrastructure and never stop working on themselves. Like, for example, the Mon Incline. If you're looking at the hillside from downtown, it's the one on the left. It finally reopened this week after seven months of upgrades. The original plan had the reopening set for November, but the $8.2 million renovation project took longer than expected. And happy Purim to those who celebrate. If you're looking for some buttery hamantaschen to mark the occasion, we've got a few recommendations for you. Pigeon Bagels in Squirrel Hill has poppy, chocolate, cherry, and raspberry lychee flavors, all certified kosher. And down the street, Allegro Hearth Bakery has apricot, blueberry, poppy seed, and raspberry, all vegan. Or, you know, if you're on the run, Giant Eagle has you covered too. They've got the classic cherry. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Don't forget, Governor Josh Shapiro is delivering his budget address today. You can catch the live stream at the link in our show notes, or we'll have the need to knows in tomorrow's Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back Wednesday morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. Our no shouts.